Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Larry Johnson and Morning are swinging on the baseline, and Morning right now is being held by Jeff Van Gundy. Van Gundy holding on to his foot, and this is amazing. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yes, sir. Inside the 8 o'clock hour on the fan. Keith McPherson, your nighttime host, talking sports. We're in the sports equinox. It's the most wonderful time. If you're like me, you watch sports all day, every day. You read articles about sports. You listen to the fan. You listen to all our hosts talk about sports. You watch TV shows with people debating sports. I don't watch Netflix. I don't go to the movie theater. I don't rent movies. The only thing that really keeps my attention is live sports. And now... Game three of the ALDS is underway. The first postseason game for the Rangers in Globe Life Park, their new ballpark. If you remember, the 2020 World Series was played there between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Los Angeles Dodgers. But now the Ra- the Rangers are, are there, and it's a sold-out crowd. And I just saw on Fox, A-Rod, Jeter, um, D-Train, David Ortiz, they all picked the Rangers to win. You'd love to see it. I would love to see it. Let's go Rangers. Nate Valdi, former Yankee, on the mound. So from the uh, Texas Rangers, who play right next to where the Dallas Cowboys play in Arlington. I don't know. I've done something. I've got some Cowboys callers on the fan, and they want to talk about Dak Prescott and whatnot. Trey's in Woodbridge. What's up, Trey? You got it. Keith, what's good, my guy? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. Blessed. Happy to be here. Got plenty of time. If you're on hold, stay on hold. I'm going to bring my guest in in a minute. But, like, we're going to talk about everything tonight. we got plenty of time. Yeah, for sure. So, I'm a huge Dallas fan like you. Um, I have an office job during the day. So, I'm just, like, pretty much sending emails back and forth all day. But at the same time I'm doing that, I'm watching all my uh, my Cowboys content creators on YouTube and stuff like that. So, I, I'm not going to stick my chest out and tell you that, like, you know, I know more than you or anything like that, but I'm very, very, very informed on this Dallas. Who do you offense. watch? Who do you, who do you like? I follow a few different guys. I I, I follow uh, R.J. Ochoa. I've been on YouTube with him and uh, yeah. West Coast Cowboy. Yeah, so I, I follow uh, R.J. as well. West Coast uh, Skywalker Steel is a really, really good one. Mm-hmm. He does uh, whole shows pretty much on film breakdown, so he'll show you everything that went wrong, where guys were supposed to be on this play where the ball was supposed to go on this play, all, all defense and offense, all that good stuff. So, all right. so you're about to bail Dak Prescott out? You're going to say some guys uh, no, weren't running no, no, the right no, route? No. 
<laughs> no, he had an awful game for sure. Any game that a, a QB is throwing three interceptions, don't get me wrong, one of them did, you know, look like one of the interceptions from last year where it bounced off of like Gallup's hands and went into uh, Fred Warner's hands. It happens. But Stop it throwing happens. in the traffic. And, and and that's the entire point that I want to get to. Uh, we got absolutely out coached. It's yeah. not a secret that San Fran does have like one of the best coaching staffs in the well, league. Kyle Shanahan versus Dan Quinn. They used to be together on the Falcons. They know each other right. pretty well. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan a little better than Dan Quinn. And, and Kyle Shanahan absolutely embarrassed Dan Quinn because the game wasn't only on the on the offense. The defense looked unprepared, lackadaisical. Um, we we know the whole nine. So uh, the offense was horrid. And I'm sorry, but Keith, when, when, when you're in your own end zone, backed up in your own end zone, you can't be in shotgun three straight plays. Yeah, I just don't. I'm like, it shows you they had no faith in the run game. They had no faith None. in Pollard, no faith in the push they could get up front against that D-line of the 49ers. Right. Who, like, they're monsters. And the last thing I want to say is, um, so we deferred that game. Uh, so a big game going against one of the top offenses in the league, and we deferred, gave them the ball first, and we clearly weren't ready for if they scored first because they did score first, yep. and we treated it like we were down 20 nothing already, and it was only 7 nothing. They got punched in the mouth. They got punched right in the mouth. I knew yep. that game was a wrap. I'm like, oh, they, they're not in their weight class. The Cowboys are the fake tough bullies, right? They're the bullies that bully the little kids, and then when they get around people their size, they get bullied. Thanks for the call, Trey. 877-337-6666. I'm bringing a guest in in about five, six minutes. But I'm still taking calls. Vinny's in Edison, New Jersey. What's up, Vinny? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. How are you tonight? I'm good. Thanks for joining the show. Yeah. First of all, I want to say um, I've listened to you like the last year. I know you've been on longer than that, but you, you run a good show, man. Very good. And the fan is very fortunate to have you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And good luck with your son. Uh, you know, I know he's what is he, six months or whatever. He's about now, to be six months on Friday. It's 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 getting Good interesting friend. now. He's becoming more of a little boy, but I'm still I still got that new dad paranoia with every single thing. <laughs> of course, yeah, I've been there. Uh, how many more are you gonna have? <laughs> I don't know. How much is WFAN gonna pay me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you <laughs> you're due for a race next time <laughs> up, man. Uh, with the baseball, I want to start with got Atlanta. Now I'm a Mets fan. For me. I want Atlanta out first because they're the better team. Because I know the Phillies are not going to win it. Mm. Philadelphia will not win. They never win. Yeah, they find a but way to lose. Can't can't spell yeah, Philly will. without two L's. That's right. And I hope that I'm a Jets fan too. So I got another Philly in mm-hmm. my way this week. But I don't know what Harper's doing last night. What was he doing around the bag like that? If Harris don't catch it, he can he can crawl home. I took up for him. They're down one in a game where they were up. I think four nothing or three nothing and. He's thinking in that moment, hey, if th- I got to score. I'm, a- I'm on first base. If this ball drops, I got to score. And it was hit pretty well. And that was a hell of a catch. Right. But, man, like he passed second base and he couldn't get back. And the thing, yeah. I don't know, it just it just was all bad. But I think, you know, he's a guy that plays with his hair on fire. He runs hard. We saw in, so- in the first series he blew through the third base coach's stop sign. Right, right, he's right, right, he's right. running hard, and I think he just misjudged that. Off the bat, it, it looked like it was potentially going out or going to drop in, and he just got caught. Mm-hmm. It was an electric moment. I give the props to Austin Riley being there. Everybody was talking yeah. about, oh, that's a Jeter-type play with the flip, the awareness. Man, that, that was just a hell of a, a throw, and and being there to back up the play and being in the right spot at the right time is an electric right. ending. I don't I don't care who you root for. If you watch baseball and you see a double play like that to end a game where a team comes back to win it, that was awesome. 
Well, I thought I thought I heard Riley said that he was just having to be there. It wasn't that he was backing up because if the ball didn't get away, you know. Did he, he say that? Yeah, it wasn't like that he that. was backing up because you know Ozzy Albi should have been able to stop the ball. He just I think of he was course. jumping up and down celebrating. I I retweeted the like Austin <laughs> Riley camp. He was Good celebrating call. the catch and yeah. just happened to be in the right like place Eno at the Perez. right time. And that throw, man, he goes down, picks that ball up bare hand, and throws that ball like three feet off the ground on a line and just gets yeah. Harper. Electric ending. Austin, Braves Austin win the even the series. Yeah, it was great. I think Atlanta winning that game. Momentum. Based, Hopefully it carries over. Yeah, I think that are going to win a series because Philly had their number. Philly wins that game. They lost them last year. down 2 nothing on the road. I think. And then you like got to go into Philly, team. into Citizens Bank. Park and face Aaron Nola, and that, that's not you know that's not ideal. But now it's Don't tied one, one one. They just need one. They, they got their offense though. You saw it last night, man. Darno, of course. Yeah. Uh, as a Met fan, I'm you know sick about it, but but Riley's good. He's a money player. They won it two years ago. They know how to win too. Yeah, they've got Our they've got Atlanta they've got great hitters. Today. They've got great players. They've got talent on both sides. It's going to be mm-hmm. a great series. It's one one. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing Houston, man. I'm seeing them again. Like like you said, like they they are like the Yankees. Seven LCSs in a row? That's unheard of. That's a dynasty. Oh, yeah. I know people don't want to say it because of the cheating scandal or whatever, but people are over the cheating scandal. There, there's no asterisk next to that World Series. They, they didn't punish these guys. These guys are still doing it, and they're still winning. And, yeah, they cheated that one year with the whole system with the trash cans and the technology, but mm-hmm. they, they're not cheating every single year. They're just better no. than the rest of their competition in the American yeah. League. It is what it is. Right. And did they just get swept at home by Kansas City right before the playoffs. Or that's something? that's baseball, Susan. They turned it on at the very <laughs> end. They it literally came down to the last game for them to win the AL West and get that one seed. It was this close right. to well, the Rangers winning it or the Mariners sneaking in as a, at a wild card. They turned it on yeah. once the once the once the calendar turned to October. They're like, oh, we're just we're just gonna win these games. We know what to do now. Heck of a wreck. And last thing I'll leave you, I want to quick with the Cowboys. I have a friend of mine who's a Cowboys fan, big one. And when Diggs went out, I said, man, that's a, a big blow. He goes, nah, we got Bland. I said, Mm-mm. oh, man, he's one of the best corners in the league. And you saw what happened with Arizona. Now, Frisco's on another level, but I still think Dallas is a good team. Yeah, Diggs was uh, – no one was completing a pass on Diggs' side of the field. Right. Now it shifts to Stephon Gilmore being the number one. And, and Bland being the number two, it was, it's a huge loss. Thanks for the call, Vinny. Corey Seager, who the Yankees should have signed. I'll never get over that. Corey Seager, who is a proven postseason player with the Dodgers, goes yard. The Texas Rangers are on the board. Right now, I'd like to bring in Kia Clark, the CEO of your New York Liberty, who are in the WNBA Finals. Let's chat with Kia for a couple minutes and, and hear about the ascent of your New York Liberty. I feel like everybody talks about when are we going to win a championship, the drought in New York, and we have a team that is in the NBA Finals. Let's welcome in Kia right now. Good evening. How are you? Hey, Kia. First off, thank you for joining us. I'm great. Uh, I'm a wild sports fan. I'm blessed to have a radio show in New York City as a wild sports fan living in this area and watching all of these teams, some I root for, some I root against. But you know what? We're split uh, with our baseball teams. We're split with our basketball teams. We're split with our football teams, and we're split three ways with hockey. But where we're not split is the WNBA with the New York Liberty. What do you say to that? We've got one team. I say it all the time. You do not have to choose when it comes to women's professional basketball in the city. Um, everyone throughout New York in every single borough 
we can count New Jersey, we can count everywhere, Staten Island, all of them, everyone can can root for the Liberty. And there's no better time for everyone to, to really, really align with us um, as we make this this run in the finals. So let's go back a little bit. For someone listening that's unaware, that doesn't watch the WNBA, hasn't watched the WNBA, and doesn't even know that, okay, the Liberty are in the finals against the Las Vegas Aces, let's say, how did they get there? How did they build this super team? Uh, I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. How did they get to the Barclays Center? I know that they moved around a bunch. They have different owners. Let's go back five years to 2018, let's say. Yeah, you know, this excitement is especially true, um, you know, given our journey over these last five years that you just mentioned. You know, five years ago, I think, you know, just about everyone had all but written off the Liberty franchise. Um, but our team kept fighting. Um, we have an incredible uh, general manager, Jonathan Kolb, who worked really hard and was a visionary in terms of building out this team. Um, we we had a number one pick back in 2020 in Serena Ionescu and continue to build the team through free agency and build the team uh, through some acquisitions in the offseason. So on court, um, he was fast at work. And then on the business side and just from an entertainment standpoint, uh, our new ownership in, in Clara Wu Sai and Joe Sai, they brought the team to Barclays Center. And that was really the key. It was, you know, being back in the boroughs um, after a brief hiatus um, outside of the city, um, just north in Westchester, being back in the community and being able and accessible for our fans was really, really important. So it has been an absolutely intentional journey to get back to this point. Um, I personally have been with the franchise for over a decade, and I have to say the Liberty never gave up on me, on my career. And for that reason, I never wanted to give up on these athletes. And they are, you know, truly in, a, in the time and a position to, you know, really bring it home for the city. Yeah, let's talk about your background a little bit. I was reading up some on the Liberty website and Wikipedia and whatnot. Where are you from? Uh, what positions have you held and what brought you to the point now where you are the boss, you are the CEO? Yeah, I've, I've been in the Northeast my entire life. I'm, I'm originally from Connecticut. Um, I played uh, at Canisius College out in Buffalo, New York. And I actually began with the team uh, as the marketing manager uh, over a decade ago, as I mentioned, and really just was, was poised for a marketing um, concentration for most of my career. Uh, but about five or six years ago, assumed leadership as first the COO and now CEO of the team. And I couldn't be more proud to really be at the, in the leadership position to grow the business. Um, the value, the elite um, way that these players play and the entertainment factor when you're in arena or whether you're watching on TV is something that we've been cultivating, something that we've been really nurturing. And um, you're missing out if you're, if you're not checking us out at Barclays or if you're not checking us out on television. Yes, once again, we're joined by Kia Clark, CEO of the New York Liberty. The New York Liberty are in the WNBA Finals Unfortunately, they lost Sunday. I watched a little bit in the beginning. They were they were holding their own, and then I mean the the, the Vegas Aces are the champions. Um, they they're a super team in their own right. Can you speak a little bit about building this super team? Me as a Brooklyn Nets fan, uh, they said KD, Kyrie, James Harden, those guys were a super team. Uh, they didn't make it to the finals, but I, I saw the writing on the wall with uh, Sabrina Ionescu being drafted, with John Quell Jones, with Brianna Stewart coming over, that the Liberty were actually building a super team. So can you talk about the superpowers in the WNBA and these two teams facing off? 
Yeah, you know, going into games three and four of this series, you know, we're expecting record crowds at Barclays, but, you know, not enough can be said about just two dominant teams. The Aces were number one, um, the number one seed pretty much for the entire year, the Liberty at number two just behind. And I think the superstar power, these really incredible athletes and going at it. Um, we, we, we went at it during the Commissioner's Cup, which we were triumphant. We had a series throughout the regular season, and now to meet them here in the finals is really, really an exciting time. But building that team and being at this point where we're firing on all cylinders on and off the court and people are showing up and cheering for us, that's what it's all about. Um, it's quality, high-level basketball, and um, may the best team win. That's all I could say. I'm actually still here in Vegas right now um, for our game tomorrow. Yeah, so if people don't know, uh, the Liberty lost the first game, but there's another game tomorrow night out in Vegas at 9 p.m., and then Sunday uh, they'll bring it home. They'll play in Brooklyn in Barclays Center, and I think there's going to be a great crowd. So I have a lot of friends that double as Brooklyn Nets fans and New York Liberty fans. Uh, I've said on the air for me as a Yankees fan that the WNBA, like I I support it. I'm a Kobe guy, and Kobe was big on promoting the WNBA before he passed. But as a Yankee fan, uh, I was invited to come out and see the Liberty but they play at the exact time that the Yankees play. And my job is to be on WFAN after the games, talking about the games. I can't miss a Yankee game. So what would you say for someone that wants to get into it, that wants to get eyes on it, that just hasn't found the time uh, moving forward, but does want to support a New York team that's going to be successful for years to come? Yeah, I would say, you know, you should absolutely catch a game on television or in person. Our players are the best of the best. And, Heading into these playoffs, um, heading into this, the rest of this series, we have a real chance to take home the first New York City basketball team championship in in 50 years. Um, it's it's hard to even think about, you know, that long. And I, I feel it when I walk through the city. When I when I came to the when I got to the airport before I came out to Vegas, um, there are so many people who are cheering and rooting for us right now. And it's it's. It's time. I think we're due as an original team in the WNBA, having never won a championship. This is such a pivotal and exciting moment. It's a historic moment, and we are just getting started. You know, we've only played at Barclays Center for just a few years, but 27 seasons, 27 battle-tested, hard-fought seasons. I think people listening, you know, they remember the glory days of the legends who played on this team. When the WNBA started, and you talked about – Teresa Weatherspoon, and you talked about Vicki Johnson, you talked about Sue Wicks, and all of those. I mean, this team went to the final four times in the early, late 90s and early 2000s. And to be back here right now at such a time and place with all the tailwinds of women's sports, with everybody sort of being on one accord, um, you know, I can't really contain the excitement. And you will feel that energy if you set foot in the Barclays Center. Um, only trouble is you might have trouble getting a ticket for next Sunday. Um, we're, we're expecting record crowds, um, an amazing, amazing fan base that's been with us for, you know, nearly 30 years, as I mentioned, and they are absolutely turning out in droves right now in person. And, um, it makes my job, uh, much easier when, when people, you know, the masses are coming out and really just honoring, um, the inspiration that these women represent. Good. Barclays Center needs it. Brooklyn needs it. I'm, I'm glad that the Psy uh, family owns the team now. There's a parallel between the Brooklyn Nets moving around. The, the Brooklyn Nets were obviously in Jersey, played in Jersey. Uh, they played uh, in Teaneck. They played 
in Newark. They played in East Rutherford, but they also played in Long Island. And now I feel like they have a home. It's been 10 years going on 11 in Brooklyn. Uh, do you feel like that's the same with the Liberty that they're going to be right there, Barclays Center, for years to come? I know they they you know once played in the Garden and some other places. Yeah, you know, you know, you mentioned we played at the Garden, we played at Westchester County Center. We had a stint in New Jersey, in Newark, New Jersey, at the Pru, and uh, we have absolutely planted roots here in Brooklyn. It feels like home. It is home. Um, the crowd welcomes us in that way, but the vibe in that building is electric. Um, it's loud. They are on one accord and they're there for one thing. And it's to be, you know, that six man power and that fuel that really fires this team. Um, you know, uh, MVP Brianna Stewart um, came to New York. Um, she's won elsewhere, but she wanted to come here and win a championship for the for the New York Liberty. And you pair that with Sabrina, you pair that with JJ, who came here um, just this past season, Courtney Vandersloot. And then we've got the semi-local in Benajelani, um, who played her college basketball at Rutgers. And people really feel connected um, to not just the players, but also to what it feels like. Um, and it feels good, and it feels electric right now. So when they win it, when they bring it home, the championship parade, is it going to start in Brooklyn? Is it going to start in Manhattan? What, what do you envision for that as a CEO? I think we have to go with tradition. Uh, Canyon of Heroes, let nice. the whole city come out and celebrate um, these women when we get it done. Yeah, I'd love to be there. I uh, keep telling people, hey, see you at the parade when they get it done. And, you know, this is WFAN. This is New York City. And I felt like the team deserved the light. The women deserve the light. Representation matters, not just women, but specifically black women. I love to see what you guys are doing. I wish you all the success, and I really do hope you bring the championship home. I'll see you at the parade. Thank you so much. I'll see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Kia Clark, the CEO of your New York Liberty. Watch the games. Support them. They're coming back Sunday to play. They've got a game tomorrow night at 9. I'll have eyes on it. They did take an L in the first game. They lost to the Aces 99-82, but that's okay. It is a five-game series. They can bounce back, and I think it's important that they have your support. We talk all the time about how New York can't have anything nice, and there's no championship teams, and we're in a drought. Well, you have the uh, championship going on in the WNBA right now, so I wanted to take uh, 10 minutes of your time to educate you on that, and I thank Kia for joining us. 877-337-6666. Still got eyes on the MLB postseason, the ALDS Game 3. Rangers are up one nothing in the top of the second. Let's go Rangers. The Astros already finished their game. They take a 2-1 series lead after defeating the Twins 9-1. And the puck is dropped. The Predators lose to the Lightning 5-3. That game was one nothing for a while. Preds came back and then the Lightning put them away. And right now you've got the Blackhawks versus the Penguins. The Kid versus the Kid the former kid and the new kid. And then at 1030, it's the Seattle Kraken versus the Las Vegas Golden Knights. So it's the sports equinox, folks. There's plenty to talk about. But I know you want to talk about Zach Wilson. I know you want to talk about Daniel Jones. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect 
direct their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Yeah, 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 right back at it on the fan. Call me up, man, 877-337-6666. You know what to do. We talk sports, so bring something to the table. We'll talk about it. We'll keep the night rolling. Wherever you are, hopefully you're good. We're in the sports equinox. There's a little chill in the air. It's the most wonderful time. It's October. It sucks that there's no Yankees postseason baseball. It sucks. That there's no Mets postseason baseball. How did we go from all of the hype? The year that baseball returned to New York. The Mecca. All of these superstars. and Last year, touching the money, talking about a Subway Series fall classic. Yeah, right. <laughs> now we're not even sure what these teams are going to be next year. And we're watching teams like the 100-loss Orioles, 100-loss Rangers face off. Well, I'll tell you, there, there's never going to be a 100-loss team in New York. I mean, the Yankees never, maybe you could imagine the Mets, but moving forward, I really do believe that the Mets are done with the goofiness, the laughing stock. I just think now you have an owner who has the deepest pockets of any owner in sports. You have a president of baseball operations who's an Ivy League guy. Uh, I'm not sure who the next manager is going to be, but I'm sure they're going to be in lockstep. You have talent on the team you have talent waiting in the wings and your owner will go buy whatever pieces you need in the interim so the Mets are most likely building a perennial contender so we think they're still the Mets they still got to put on those Mets jerseys we don't know we don't know maybe the Mets still met because there's just powerful forces at play the baseball gods and all of that and with the Yankees I've been saying you know Santa Claus isn't real sorry if your kids are in the car it's an analogy I had to grow up I have a kid now when I was a kid and I put on that blue Yankee hat, I thought I was Bernie Williams. You know, I was Bernie Williams for Halloween, back-to-back Halloweens in 97, 98. You know, I just was a kid that played Little League Baseball for the first time in 97, 98, and really got into the Yankees, and they were dominant. 114 wins, cruising to the World Series, and then they rip off three World Series in a row when I'm in elementary school. And it's like, all right, I love baseball. I love the Yankees. This is going to happen all my life. And then you get older and, you know, the Red Sox break their curse and they win it. And You watch all these other teams rise and beat the Yankees like the Arizona Diamondbacks or the Miami Marlins. And reality starts to hit. 
I get to high school, they don't win one. I get to college, they win one when I'm in college, and I take it for granted. I don't go to the parade. I'm thinking, ah, by the time I graduate and get to New York City, they'll win another one. There'll be another parade, and here we are in going on a 15-year drought. You have the best hitter in baseball, the best pitcher in baseball, and you miss the postseason after going to the ALCS, winning 99 games and winning your division. It's criminal, Brian Cashman. It's not right. What do they do to rebound? Are they going to sign Yashinobu Yamamoto? Like, go ahead. Are they going to sign uh, Cody Bellinger? Like, sure. We wait. and We got to watch our enemies in the postseason. The postseason is not the same without New York. 877-337-6666. Now, back to the conversation we were having before the CEO of the New York Liberty was nice enough to join us. Shout out to Kia Clark. You know, we were talking about Dak Prescott and quarterbacks in the NFL, and I feel like here on WFAN, we talk every single day about Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. Neither one are that great. Right now, Zach Wilson is mid at best, and we are giving this kid props for doing the minimum, completing passes. We are literally saying that this kid has a future with the Jets. We are talking about him possibly being the guy when Aaron Rodgers comes back and him him playing the team into the playoffs. There is no future with that. Get that out of your head. It's not real. The kid has been in the NFL for three years. You know what they say in the NFL? If they don't show you it in year two, they don't have it. Here we are in year three trying to convince ourselves that Zach Wilson's going to find it. He's progressing. Oh, he's done better. Yeah, you give credit where credit is due that he's not a complete zero, that he actually can play the position. But that Jets team, they got to run the ball and play defense. They're wasting Garrett Wilson, and if... Kirk Cousins becomes available. You do everything in your power to get him. You make that trade. You like that. You make that trade. You have to. And then all of a sudden, the playoffs seem realistic. The division seems realistic. You don't waste these grown men's time with Zach Wilson. And I don't want to hear anything about the locker room. I don't want to hear anything about, oh, yeah, now last year they had T-shirts that said, you know, Mike F and White. Now they have T-shirts that say, I got your back. Well, I know you got everybody's back in that Locker room because you're a team. But are you specifically saying, I got your back, Zach Wilson? Because the world looks at him and watches him play, and they're like, he ain't it. He ain't got it. When we've seen quarterbacks come through the NFL a ton and not get this many opportunities to be mid, to miss open receivers, to not make reads, to lack just situational awareness, just things that you do in Madden, things that you know in Madden, This kid is not knowing in the moment. He's freezing in the moment. He's not good enough. And the Jets defaulted into him, folks. They move hell and high water to just get Aaron Rodgers in here, and he was done in four plays. And now we're right back to where we were last year, but everybody's making it seem like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. The Jets beat the Broncos, one of the worst teams in the league last year and on their way to being one of the worst teams in the league this year. When you see that Philly defense against Zach Wilson and the Jets this weekend— You're going to be on the whole Kirk Cousins train. The trade deadline is three weeks away. And I don't know who the Giants are going to trade for. They need help on the offensive line. They're moving guys around. They're signing Justin Pugh off the street at 33. Uh, Evan Neal had the audacity to talk about people flipping hot dogs and burgers and calling himself a lion. You're no lion. You look more like a sheep out there. You look like you don't know who to block out there. You look like you're scared to hit anybody out there. Figure it out, 6'8", 340. I give props to the Giants' defense. They showed up a little bit against that offense because they knew it was going to be a long day if you didn't bring a lunch, if you didn't 
bring your hard hat. Wink Martindale, I give him props. Mike McDaniel said we saw a complete different version of their defense than we prepared for. Still didn't matter. Ultimately, it came down to Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, man, him playing the quarterback position, I made the analogy last week when I was on that he is completely impaired. He is altered by all the hits that he's taken and the anticipation of taking more hits. It is hard to play the hardest position in sports that way. You have to know what the defense is doing. You got to identify safeties. You got to identify zone, man coverage. You got to identify how many people are blitzing. You got to identify who to block. You got to know your own protection. You got to know every route. You got to know every read. Guys are coming in motion, different formations. You got to process information quickly. And one Mississippi, two Mississippi, you're getting hammered again and again and again. It's week six. If it's me, I'm giving the kid a week off. The Giants don't have a bye week till week 13. I'm giving him a week off to not go face the Buffalo Bills and Ed Oliver and Von Miller. But they're not going to do that, and he's not going to do that. He's a tough kid. He's going to champ it out. He's going to try and play. And Saquon Barkley should look at his boy DJ and say, I got your back. The same way the Jets are saying, I got your back, Zach Wilson. Saquon Barkley, have your boys back and go out there so they at least have the ability to throw off the scent of the offense. So they could at least run the ball, and then maybe they have play action as an option. Maybe you break one. Maybe there is a possibility that you're in a game where the defense can get a pick six and and take it to the house, and then all of a sudden it swings any given Sunday. But right now... I mean, it seems like the Giants are the worst team in the league, and any spread that they're going against is a lock. And no, you're not going to tank. You're not going to give up on the season in week six. But when you're looking at the schedule, I would be getting ready for the Commanders at home and the Jets at home. That's going to be the Super Bowl for the Jets and the Giants. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. New England has no timeouts remaining. 23 seconds to play, and the Jets are going officially now to the AFC Championship game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, let's get back to it. Keith McPherson on the fan, your nighttime host checking in. October 10th, sports equinox, sports, sports, and more sports going on. If you're like me, you're into all the sports. So pick what you like. Call me up, 877-337-6666. We can talk all about it, but this is the fan. This is New York. There are Jets fans listening. There are Giants fans listening. They want to weigh in on their quarterbacks. They want to weigh in on their teams. There were high hopes for both sides. I think we've come down to earth on both sides. Let's get right back to it. Again, reminder, at 9.15, we're going to talk puck. I will be bringing in NHL writer for The Athletic, Arthur Staple, and we'll get a little outlook on this NHL season. We'll talk Rangers, we'll talk Devils, we'll talk Isles. Gary, out in Waterbury, you're on the fan. What's up, Gary? Gary! Hey, yo, Gary! You're on the fan, bro! All right, I'll put you on hold. Mario on Long Beach. What's up, man? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. Thanks, thanks for taking the call. There he is. No problem. What you got? So, um, well, first of all, uh, earlier you uh, 
said you saw Jeter on the on the broadcast for the baseball, right? And it was very funny because I saw him too. But you know, he's it was very very impressive. Or I never saw this happen. Have you? He he's hosting like the show pregame. They break the commercial and, and he's in the commercial. The Jeep commercial, right? Yeah, right right after they're talking to him, I'm, then he's on the commercial. I got to get in <laughs> touch with Jeter's agent and his people. That, you know, for a while Jeter disappeared. He did the whole Marlins thing, then he disappeared. Now it seems like, you know, this guy, he's, he did NFL coverage. I saw a special with him and Patrick Mahomes uh, last week. He's, he's doing the postseason baseball. He's in commercials. This is a guy that retired almost 10 years ago, uh, the captain, Derek Jeter. Exactly. So my, my question is on Daniel Jones or my outlook, and I want to get your opinion because I really value you being, uh, you know, an ex-quarterback uh, yourself. Um but before I do that, can I ask a question? What where, where did you play? At what what college? I played at Monmouth University. That's where I graduated from. I transferred there before they ever had the transfer portal. I sat out a year transferring from James Madison University in Virginia. If you look at both schools, they're bigger and better than they were when I went there. But they're both Division One, uh, both great academic schools and good football programs. I was blessed to have a scholarship at both. I wasn't a superstar there, but I practiced a ton. I played some good ball with some good players. And I'm proud that I was able to get a radio and television degree and make it all the way here to the fan and apply some of that football knowledge to me talking about the game every night. Exactly. So other than Boomer, you're the only quarterback on uh, the only the, only the, other the, quarterback. Tiki, you know, Tiki being a running back, he was definitely in those offensive meetings watching offensive film. Uh, we'll talk about Tiki a little later. I, I just love how Brees Hall, <laughs> Brees Hall tweeted at him, somebody tell Tiki that I ran a 4-4 because if we were all watching that game, which we were, you heard Tiki say he's not a 4-4 guy. He ran 4-3-9, Tiki, no matter how you try to parse words, no matter how you try to yes, backtrack, yes. you he, said it live you know what? on the broadcast that he's not a 4-4 guy. He, that's, yep, he I ran mean, a 4-3-9 I mean, at the Combine. Keith, uh, Tiki should have owned up to it. Yeah, just you know, just he, own he, up he, to it that in the moment you may not have known what he ran at the combine. I didn't yeah. know. Uh, he started to say he started to say that oh, it really doesn't matter. Well, if it, it did matter because you said it, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it People matter, aren't going to let that it? go. I heard a, a fan call up and and say you know be prepared. And Tiki tried to kind of you know walk it back and say oh yeah well you know he's coming back from injury he's not a four four guy now no 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 you are what you run at the NFL combine coming into the league. Tiki himself said. He was a four five six guy. That made me smile because at the Penn State Combine coming out of high school, I ran a four five six. I was like, at one point in time, I was fast as Tiki. <laughs> That's crazy. So my <laughs> my take is this on Daniel Jones, and I'll, I'll tell you what it is, and then I'll hang up to see if you agree or what do you think about it. Now I think that he's he's really good. I mean, he's got size. He can throw the ball. He can move. But I think he's missing the intangible. I don't see the pocket presence for him. As well as like the the, the natural uh, just instinct that you're born with, you yeah. can't really teach this. Yeah. And I'll and I'll tell you why. I'll back it up because last year when he was good, he was he he had a very very low percentage of yards per attempt because he even though he he played well, he was throwing only really really short passes. Two three gone. Two two gone. Two one gone. Right. So if he has to stay back there a little longer, I don't feel like he feels the pressure that well. I know, I know what you were saying earlier. Obviously, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to get killed by this offensive line. But he doesn't seem to feel the pressure, and it seems to me like he, he just doesn't have that intangible part of him. So I don't, I'll, I'll listen to, I'm going to hang up. I'll listen to your, uh, your answer on that. And being a quarterback, I'm really interested to see what you think. Mario, thank you for the call. So, I mean, 
our uh, NFL quarterback here at the fan, Boomer Esiason, was speaking on it, and he said he's a flatline guy. And, man, as a quarterback, you have to be an energy guy, but you have to be controlled. It has to be controlled chaos, right? When you see Tom Brady, and it's funny, last night you see Jimmy Garoppolo run out and do his best Tom Brady impression, but he didn't play like Tom Brady. But when you see Tom Brady run out and say, let's go, and firing the fans up, he's fired up himself and he knows that is the moment that he can go nuts. He can go crazy. Then he's got to ring it in. Then he's got to be focused. Then he's got to lock in. He's got to lead the team. Boomer was talking about Daniel Jones and how he's just a flatline guy. He, you don't ever see him show any emotion. Now, that can be good and bad. I think when Dave Gettleman saw him at the Reese's Senior Bowl and he said he was in full-bloom love and that this guy was a pre- professional quarterback, he saw a guy that had the temperament to – exist here in New York and not fold. And I give Daniel Jones a ton of credit because I feel like all the things that this kid went through would have broken any other guy. Zach Wilson, gone. If he had to go through what Daniel Jones had to get go through from getting drafted six overall, which was a reach, and fans going viral, I'll never forget those kids that were like on the ground screaming when Daniel Jones got drafted. They are like, WTF, Daniel Jones, they're flipping out. They wanted Josh Allen from the Jaguars, not the quarterback from the Bills. And then, you know, you got to replace Eli Manning. I was at the game at Yankee Stadium when he was there with his girlfriend. They put him on the big screen. I mean, it's the Bronx, it's Yankee Stadium, fans booing there all the time, but they booed this man. He's had different head coaches, different coordinators. It's hard to be successful, and he triumphed last year. He won, and he won a playoff game last year. But you know what? He is a flat-line guy. Patrick Mahomes is not a flatline guy. He's a competitor. You saw that watching quarterback on Netflix. Mason Crosby punched him after a play, tapped him. He didn't like that. Now you're poking the bear. You can't be a flatline guy. The best quarterbacks in the league. Like, I think Jalen Hurts is a little bit of a flatline guy, but he's a gamer. And yeah, he, he keeps pretty much a stone cold face, but he's got a different skill set than a Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones can throw the ball better than him. I think Daniel Jones can make all the throws that you need a quarterback to throw. He's a Duke guy, though, so you would you would think that he'd be a little bit more cerebral, a little smarter, picking up blitzes, making quicker reads and decisions. But ultimately, this is what I'll say about Daniel Jones. He does not have a true number one wide receiver. Uh, a 30-plus-year-old Darren Waller at tight end, like that's not, a, that's not a number one wide receiver in today's NFL. A number one wide receiver is a Jamar Chase, is a Justin Jefferson. He doesn't have one of those guys that can bail you out throwing him a slant, you know, throwing him a screen, throwing him a go route. He doesn't have one of those guys. He's got a few receivers. You know, the Giants have a few receivers that are a little bit better than what they had last year, but ultimately they don't have one true guy that Daniel Jones can rely on. What he could rely on was Saquon Barkley. Can't rely on him now. He's been hurt the last three weeks. Your safety blanket is gone. The quarterback's best friend is a good running back, a good running game. So he's literally out there alone. He's getting hit by an offensive line that's turnstiles. Guys are blowing through the offensive line. He doesn't have a clear-cut wide receiver getting separation, getting open that can bail him out. He doesn't have a run game. They had Matt Breida back there and a rookie in Eric Gray. He's by himself. So I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how many throws you can make on air. It's not on air. It's against the defense, and they're pinning their ears back, and they're coming to smack you. And this guy's been getting smacked over the head since week one when the Dallas Cowboys put 40 on him. So what's going to change? What's going to happen? The offensive line is just magically going to be better? 
Are they going to trade and get some pieces? Is Saquon going to play? An ankle injury, not for nothing. I heard Tiki talk about it, and from my experience with ankle ankle injury, man, you you miss a week. And I, and I know he's a running back, and he's shifting. He's got a cut. But, man, you got to tape it up, get some cortisone shot in there, something. Take some Advil, something, man. You got to play. The offense can't run without you. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.